Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, thanks for telling my family and me about Toyota's national sales event. We got a new RAV4 during the event and it's been great. Well, that makes me happy. Right now through September 6th, It is the best time to drive off in a new Camry Hybrid, Tacoma, and more. So what are you up to? You know, we took the RAV4 to a great spot, and now we're exploring a cave. Amazing. Yeah, my wife talked me into spelunking. I'm actually a complete and absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Huh, I could have done without the echo on that. Toyota's national sales event is on. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today to enjoy every last second of summer. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends September 6th. What's up, Chris? Hey, man. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? Oh, nothing going on. We should probably just go home. Well, we are home. We should just pack it up. The yeah, uh, welcome in. It is GC Live. What's that? The chat already on fire as soon as the, we got in. The chat was on fire before we even started, it appears. <laughs> um, yep. If if you asked a question or had a comment, you may just have to re resubmit it because um, it's probably going to be hard to keep up with. But this is GC Live. We We obviously have sort of gone a little bit away from – from the daily shows here in the off season, obviously during the season when there's a lot going on, we, we go completely daily, but we had to hop on today. Plenty to talk about. I really don't even know where to start, but <laughs> I guess Chris, and uh, by the way, we are brought to you by affordable medical USA.com uh, 803-926-1493 home of the game day chair. We'll tell you a little bit more about the game day chair later on in the show. And may have some news um, potentially about a new sponsor here in the not-too-distant future. Very, very excited about that. But, Chris, um, Mike Bobo. <laughs> Patrick yeah. says start with basketball. Yeah. Great great win, by the way, by the men's basketball team. Um, no doubt. So, let, let's see. Moving forward, and Greg, appreciate it. Uh, dang, Greg is feeling generous today. Appreciate the tip, man. Uh, may need, yeah, buy yourself a coffee or something strong. May need something stronger. Um, <laughs> Mike Bobo out, headed to Auburn. Um, I don't know if this is, is – is this reported? Is this official? I don't know yet, but I've heard three years, two mil per year. Is that uh, is that officially out? Is that floated? Is that out there? I heard that figure. That, that's what I heard. I, I guess don't take that as a fact, but I've I've heard that. And so, Bobo to Auburn, Will Friend to Auburn. Obviously, once Bobo was going to leave, you could sort of put the pieces together that Will Friend was going to be out. 
as well. But uh, Chris, uh, and I, I think first of all, I, I know I know everybody's overreacting right now, and everybody's flipping out, freaking out. Not everyone, but people are. I, I get it. Like I, I I get what's going through your head right now. I get the frustration, and it, it's not fun if you're a South Carolina fan to wake up and, and see this. I I get it. Um, now moving forward, there it's it's not like Mike Bobo is the only offensive coordinator and only quarterback coach that exists on the planet. Um, the the perception of it that he just leaves after being added to the staff or, or retained on the staff officially on Monday. I get it. It's it's there's a reason to be frustrated, but um, you know that now this is an opportunity for South Carolina to go out, get somebody new, and and make a hire. So, Chris, what were your initial, I would say, thoughts, reaction, et cetera, et cetera, on this Mike Bobo news? Man, we we've been so busy like chasing down what was happening and and what you know like the factual basis that I don't know if I've even formulated an opinion on, on, on what this actually means. I'll back up. So there's, like you said, there's a lot of talk about this. A lot of people fall in a lot of different categories. I think the first thing I go to is the timing is obviously not, you know, ideal, right? You could say, is there ever a good time, you know, for, for a coaching change like this? I think the situation's a little odd in that Mike Bobo, you know, was given an opportunity to stay on. He was a guy that was on Shane Beamer's list regardless. Uh, Shane Beamer's publicly said even if Mike Bobo wasn't here, he would have been a guy that would have been on his list for offensive coordinator. So he stuck around. When they had a vacancy with the offensive line, uh, Will Friend, who's very, very close to Bobo, obviously, as you said, Wes, going with him to, to Auburn, you know, was a guy that Bobo wanted to bring on. And so they did that once that, that was situated. And so now those things happen, contracts just approved, et cetera, and it comes about that Auburn starts showing interest. And so, um, you know, it happened, I think, a few days ago, from what I've been told from multiple places. Auburn actually struck out on some offensive coordinator potentials before this. So maybe that's why it's taken a little bit long uh, to, you know, why this happened a little bit you know, later in the process, I guess you could say there were a couple different OCs at different places that they went after that they did not get yeses from or didn't advance with that were on the list. So this has come about. And so I think everybody's looking at the timing and what it means. You know, this isn't a huge financial thing, Wes, if those numbers that you've thrown out are right. Obviously, that's more than what Bobo's getting at South Carolina. But my understanding from multiple places, this isn't just a primarily financial thing. It's just where Auburn came and showed interest. Bobo was interested in going. There were conversations about whether or not it was financially driven. It wasn't on either side. South Carolina, if they wanted, could have given more money. Mike Bobo could have said, I need more money. That's not really what happened. He just maybe thought it was a better situation. And South Carolina, for its part, said, look, you know, obviously they hired Mike Bobo. They kept Mike Bobo on. But if you want to go to Auburn, then go to Auburn. You know, it's that type of thing. And so um, I think it was just a parting in, in that regard. And so I know, I know people are going to look at it and make this or that out of it. But that's just sort of how it went down. 
And um, now where it leaves you is Shane Beamer in a tighter window now, obviously, is going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator. So the timing from that standpoint isn't great, um, but it is what it is. And you can still go out and you can still hire a quality coordinator, a quality O-line coach, and continue filling out the staff. I'll be curious to see which direction he takes this, Chris. And I think it it was pretty clear – it was pretty clear early on based on the names. And uh, by the way, shout out William Mills. Uh, I actually ran into William last night at uh, Home Team Barbecue. So shout out to him. He came by and said, what's up? Always love meeting our loyal uh, watchers and viewers and listeners out there uh, in the real world. So that was cool. Had a great meal there. But, Chris, it, there, there's a lot of different sort of, I would say, takes online right now to this from from people who are very upset to people who have been sort of neutral but are maybe just mad at how it went down uh which i certainly get to the people that are actually some you know are actually happy with this because they didn't want mike boba to leave in the first place Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of funny i've seen some people say "Well, well gamecock fans want you know we're mad mike bobo was staying and now they're mad Mike Bobo is leaving. Well, I'm not so convinced those are the same people. You know, the, the people that, at least in my circles, the ones that are upset about it um, are either upset just because of how it went down, how yeah. it happened, or the ones that are literally upset he's gone were actually happy he's staying. And the ones that were, you know, that didn't want him here are actually happy that he's gone. So I, I think we sort of sometimes lump everybody into the same group when really, these are two or three different factions of, of Gamecock fans, maybe, in, in their approach on this. So I get the frustration from a South Carolina perspective, though, for some people, because you did, uh, you know, you, you basically let Mike Bobo hire the O line coach, let him pick the guy for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it appears that he's happy. It appears that he wanted to stay in Columbia, uh, give him the opportunity to do so. And then, um, Boom, you know, he's out the door. So I, I'm, I'd be frustrated if I was, if I was Shane Beamer, I'd be frustrated. Yeah, um, yeah. The other side, I mean, the man is about to, if that's true, you know, maybe making about $2 million a year. He obviously thinks Auburn is a better situation. So I, I get it too. If, if he's going to just see Auburn as just being a better situation, didn't come back to South Carolina and say, Oh, I need more money. Can we make this happen? Didn't really give South Carolina the chance, um, nor did South Carolina give him the chance, it sounds like, mm-hmm. for there to be a negotiation there. If that is the case, then I would actually take it a step forward and sort of look ahead and say, this was probably going to happen at some point, whether it happened right now, whether it happened after next year, whether whether South Carolina had two good seasons you know, and things got rolling, and then Bobo, you know, got out of town. If it was going to happen regardless, then as frustrating as the timing is for South Carolina fans right now, it actually is strangely somewhat better for all these things to happen to where you can just sort of blow the whole thing up um, as far as, the you know, the OC position goes, the O-line position goes. Um, and it's actually a – it's way better that he took friend with him, honestly, because you now you needed the flexibility. 
to hire an OC with his O-line coach, I think. Yeah. So, and that, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm just saying while the timing – I know everyone's saying the timing sucks, mm-hmm. and it does because you're hiring DC and OC and a strength coach still, and it's not the smoothest of starts, I'm sure, to be having to deal with this. But now you sort of reset, get guys in here. The The first question I'm asking a guy is how, how long do you want to be at South Carolina if we give you this big contract? Yeah. So I think you got to go get people that want to be here and try to establish some solid foundation, and then you just move forward. Yeah, and you have to get that mix of people who want to be here and are skilled enough to be able to elevate the program, you know. And so, you know, a lot of people say, why can't why can't we, we being South Carolina, have more coaching stability? Well, you want, like you said, Wes, you want to get guys where you can figure out that they want to be in, in town long term. Now, maybe Mike Bobo, if he didn't get the Auburn offer, Maybe he would have been around long term. I don't really know. Um, but he looked at it, like you said, man, as a better situation. I understand the optics. So people are looking at the optics now and they're going, okay, players are coming back soon. And there's still several hires to be made. And obviously this throws a wrench in it because it's a guy who was on staff and you, made, and you put some things together to get them into place, you know, secure him, get in a contract extension, get the offensive line coach in place that he sort of handpicked. And now he's leaving. So, like you said, certainly understand the frustration there. Also understand Mike Bobo getting an offer, not just for the financial aspect, but getting an offer from Auburn, a place he's liked, a place that's a really good place to live, a really good job, and getting that opportunity and uh, and looking at it too. I mean, all these things, you know, really are understandable, you know, when, when you look at it. But you don't want to, you know, they're not going to beg a guy to stay around. I mean, it just it, it doesn't make sense to do that. And so, you know, I, I think it's a deal where offer. it sort of sucks because of, like you said, the, the timing is what it really comes down to. And the optics is something that everybody's talking about because now people are saying there's this perception that like, Oh, well, so-and-so is getting turned down. Beamer's getting turned down. People are leaving the jumping ship, but Bobo wasn't just trying to go anywhere. I mean, he's get he's going to Auburn. It's a good job. He's probably getting a pay raise. Again, it wasn't just financially tied here. But you look at you flip it around, Auburn, as I just said earlier in the show, look at their optics. You know, look how their head coaching search just went. <laughs> you know, it was a complete mess. Now they might have gotten a great coach in Brian Harson, maybe, and they might have a great staff. Their offensive coordinator search that has now led to Mike Bobo. Everybody's saying, well, they poached him from South Carolina. Yeah, but they missed out on at least a couple guys that I've heard of before that. You know, um, the optics don't – they matter to people. They're important. You and I, Wes, we talk about optics all the time and what we do. But the end result is who do you get? Who do you get and are they good? And are they guys that ideally are good and are going to be here long term? That's what you want to find, whether or not you stumble into it, whether or not it's part of the plan. I look back at the Steve Spurrier era. We talked about this example the other day. Steve Spurrier hired Brian Van Gorder. He never coached a game. He was here for, what, three weeks, two weeks? I mean, he was here for a short amount of time, didn't coach a game. He hired Brian Van Gorder over Ellis Johnson, who was available and would have taken the job. But he hires Van Gorder. Van Gorder leaves for the Falcons. Everybody's hacked off. 
you know, we didn't have Twitter and all that back then. So it wasn't as huge of a meltdown, but message boards and all that, how this is crazy, blah, blah. Well, then he hires Ellis Johnson. It was one of the best things that ever happened to South Carolina football. Because Ellis comes in, he's a really good defensive mind. He helps him in recruiting. Stefan Gilmore, Devontae Hallman, then later, Jadavion Clowney. Bet the golden years of South Carolina football followed. And Ellis Johnson was a big part of that. So am I saying that's what's going to happen here? I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, see how the chips fall. I had somebody want me to grade the hiring process and staff today. That's fine. I haven't got to answer that question yet, by the way. I'm sorry to whoever asked it on the Insiders Forum. But I don't know. We don't know. Let, let's look and see how the staff comes together. Dabo Swinney's first choice for defensive coordinator was not Brent Venables at first. He had another guy that he was going to hire. Terry Don Phillips, their AD, passed him a note said, Brent Venables is interested, maybe. I interviewed him during the head coaching search that led to you. Maybe you should call him. He calls him, he gets him. So I'm just saying, I understand the optics, but let's take a a step back. Let's look at the situation. Let's see who ends up in Columbia. Agreed. Agreed. And um, here's the thing about optics, man. Optics in the big picture – um, they they do matter. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that they don't matter. But at the end of the day, when, what matters is winning uh, when it comes to this because we're we're not talking about optics of like you did something wrong, like off the field optics. You know what I mean? As far as like um, bad, you know that that you're in the news for doing something bad, basically, right? right. Broke a law or something. We're talking about optics perception of your program and who hires you, you know, how your hires work out and who turns you down and and stuff like that. So generally though, in the short term, everybody freaks out about stuff like this, but then it's forgotten in a week, you know, how, how it played out. Now you don't want, you don't want constant fires. That's not what I'm saying because then it becomes a trend. But if South Carolina can get, a solid foundation hired that your, your first round of, of high, it's always trouble in the off season. It's always, there's always a carousel in the off season. And one guy moving can set off five other people moving jobs. So you always have that. It's accelerated a little bit. It's expanded a little bit because you have a new coach coming in. And this was already a weird year. The timing of everything was already weird because the season's timing has been weird because of COVID. So it, it's really an, another chance for, for Beamer to, to get this right, uh, I think. And ultimately, we're going to judge the OC, the DC, the strength coach, all these guys on whether they can sign players, whether they can develop players, and what they can do with them when they get here. That, that's what it's going to be about, you know, how exactly you got to them is really, I mean, I'm I'm glad we're talking about it because that's what gives us a, a job is that people care enough to want to talk about it, and it's valid. But also, don't lose any sleep tonight. Like, don't lose any literal sleep tonight about the fact that Mike Bobo is leaving South Carolina. Right. There's plenty of people out there that can coach offense. There's plenty of people out there that can coach quarterbacks and coach an offensive line. So it's an important hire. But 
Les, I, I've seen the name. I, I've been watching the, the chat out of the corner of my eye. And I know you've, you've posted a little bit about this on, on uh, the Insiders Forum, Chris. But these two names have been there, – there's no secret now. These two names have floated out from the very beginning. So let's just talk about them. Garrett Riley, A.J. Ricker at SMU. Mm-hmm. Would make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Now, I do think – you know, on the defense coordinator side, Chris, adding all these things together, you and I, you know, obviously we, we know that that Beamer interviewed Zach Arnett, which probably would have been the leading thing we would have been talking about today if not for all this other stuff. And it's gotten pushed completely. This is what I'm talking about about the news cycle, though, and how quickly we forget about other things. Yesterday, the the plane to Mississippi State was the, the biggest thing everybody was talking about. Now, very quickly, it shifts to Mike Bobo. Well, when it looked like it might be Bobo, or it was Bobo at OC, it might be Derek Mason at DC, you're talking about two SEC veterans. You're talking about two guys with four, with um, you know that are former head coaches. So if you moved forward, let's say with an Arnett, let's say, let's say even you and I, I mean, I'll say it. I think we both are, are high on, on looking at a guy like Chad Staggs at, at Coastal Carolina. Now we're talking about Garrett Riley and A.J. Ricker. You're actually going way back in the other direction as far as experience. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It can still work. I'm just wondering, and we don't know the answer to this, I don't think. I'm wondering, is, does Beamer – how important is it for Beamer just based on what we saw as far as his first targets or some of his first targets – how important is it for somebody to have that experience versus just being, hey, this guy's young, he's energetic, and I think he's got a great football mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, Garrett Riley was a guy that was going to come up early because, um, you know, Beamer talking about running the Oklahoma offense or elements of the Oklahoma offense, you know, you, you look and you start thinking, well, who, who can run that, you know? And, and we won't get into all the specifics of Bobo and all that, you know, that, that's we don't need to talk about that anymore. but. Garrett Riley is a guy that can run that type of offense and does run that type of offense. Leakin Riley at this stage doesn't have a huge coaching tree. You know, you talk about air raid. Well, that can mean a lot of different things aside from just the passing concepts of the air raid. So Garrett Riley runs some of that stuff. They had some success on the ground this year. Lincoln Riley, his brother at Oklahoma, the head coach, he, you know, incorporates the run game a lot into what they do. People think about Oklahoma. They think about throwing the ball. They run it more than they throw it and they have a lot of success doing it. So, um, you know, that makes sense. His offensive line coach, A.J. Ricker at SMU, that you mentioned, Wes, is very good. Boyle's award nominee given to the nation's top assistant coach. He was nominated for that award this year, regarded as a pretty good recruiter. So makes some sense. You know, now, will it turn in that direction? I don't know yet. You know, it's – I don't want to say it's early because I'm sure Shane Beamer has been working on this for a couple – a few days now because this – you know, this stuff about Bobo has been – percolating and and all that stuff for maybe i don't know since monday 72 hours something like that so we'll, we'll be finding more about all this um but but that's obviously a name that that comes up and i gotta add man shameless plug you mentioned insiders forum tons of stuff on there right now i'm trying to catch up on answering questions sorry subscribers trying to get there in between phone calls and all this stuff today there you go promo code Y'all come on over. We have like a lot of these questions I'm seeing that we're trying to get to here in our chat from all you guys. 
tons of reports up, answering your questions on there. Great time to come join us. Probably no better time than right now. Yeah, probably yeah, no probably better. better. Come, come, come hang out with us. Come. Um, I, I, I would say come hang out. Come if you're upset, come vent. We have quite a bit of that on there as well, Chris. And um, whatever, whatever you need as far as a Gamecock fan goes, we should have you covered. And we did we did have basketball coverage, obviously, yesterday from Colin Taylor. who does a great job. Huge, getting overshadowed in all this is what I thought was one of the more impressive Gamecock men's basketball wins I've seen in a long time. Um, as somebody texted me, they said, look, these guys had every reason to make excuses and give up and, um, you know, make excuses for why they, they might not play well. Playing their first SEC contest, A&M, had already played a few SEC games. South Carolina missed like a month uh, prior to the F, uh, FAMU game. So they come out and just play outstanding, get a huge win to start SEC play. So shout out to them. Um, we won't be diving into that game, but it, it's it's a shame that's getting overshadowed by everything else going on. Let's uh, – all right, let's – because I think we're probably going to forget about it if we don't. Um Let's go into South Carolina landing Georgia Southern transfer defensive back David Spalding. He announced that at noon today on Twitter, a 6'2", let's see, what is it, 185-pounder, a long, lean, fast guy. Uh, it's been timed at 4'4'3 in the 40-yard dash. Chris, not someone I would say that we knew a ton about before today. He entered the transfer portal here just in – Yesterday, basically, so the last couple of days he entered the portal. Um, not a guy that there's a lot of experience there yet, but was starting to come on. I, I think just looking at their stats, he played basically at the end of last season as a redshirt freshman, had seven tackles and an interception in the final two games of the season, and someone that has ties to Kevin Harris and has ties to Jaheim Bell. So a lot of times, Chris, I think you can sort of put the pieces together with a lot of these transfers. There's always some connection to the school they're going to, be it a former coach that's moved you know, to a new place or that they played with somebody. So South Carolina adding, uh, again, David Spalding. And I think, Chris, South Carolina, certainly as we've reported many times, not done with the transfer portal. They will continue to add guys from the transfer portal. And – this is one of those spots. I mean, we've mentioned DB, receiver, linebacker, maybe a pass rusher if they're out there. South Carolina offered Jakeem Green, the former uh, Sumter guy, former Nebraska guy, offered him earlier this week. So maybe you throw a defensive tackle in the mix as well since they've lost a couple of guys there. It's still fluid, but those are the positions I think we're going to continue to see South Carolina hit. Um, have you had a chance to look at Spalding at all, watch his film or anything like that? No, hadn't had a chance today, um, but, you know, a long kid with athleticism. And obviously, you know, you, you look at it, and that's a huge position to need for them with some of the defections. And even, you know, you look at the full-strength roster last year, last year, and they needed some help. And, and even from then, you've had some quality players or guys that had a chance to be good that have now left the program. And so you've got to restock from a number standpoint. You've got to restock from a talent standpoint. So just from what we know about Spalding at this point, He's going to have every opportunity, I think, to contribute very, very early. And so um, that's key. And as you mentioned, man, you know, help with defensive back, linebacker, receiver. I mean, 
these are spots they're going to continue to mine the portal for. And I think we'll, we'll eventually continue, you know, they'll continue to find more help uh, from the portal. No doubt. Um, Aaron Gibson said, what about Rambo? Um, dude, I will say this. I, and I have no idea if Charleston Rambo, that's the Oklahoma transfer, uh, you know, from uh, that, that's in the portal now. Dude, if if that guy is getting run out of Oklahoma basically because they've over-recruited him, you know, like they've gotten guys that are have been passing him on the depth chart, they they got a heck of a receiving core in Oklahoma. Because I was watching the film, I was like, this guy could come to South Carolina and be a number one receiver day one. So I, I haven't I haven't heard anything else about if there's any interest, you know, from Charleston Rambo. He's got a great name, best name you could possibly have, I think, for a South Carolina wide receiver. But that I, I got to say, that guy would be – if I was targeting, figuring out who to target, he would probably be one of my, my top targets or one of my favorite targets if I was running things for the Gamecocks. So I don't know if you – did you ever hear back um, on no, anything I, on Rambo? I've reached out to a couple different people and haven't heard back yet. You know, somebody in Oklahoma speculated to me that, hey, he may go to SMU. You know, we saw Tanner Mordecai transferred from Oklahoma as a quarterback announce that he's going to go to SMU. But um, we uh, we haven't heard anything back, you know, on Rambo at this point. But the, the South Carolina, I think, eventually is going to find some some receiver help. You know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. Um, they're going to have to continue to mine the high school ranks, JUCO ranks, see who pops up in the portal. But I think eventually they'll they'll find some. Um, they need to. You know, and so I, I think we'll we'll see more of that in the future. But there's still time for that stuff to play out. Yeah, and I, when when all this Bobo stuff hit, my initial thought was, has Tanner Mordecai actually signed and arrived at SMU yet? Because um, obviously, my thought went immediately to Garrett Riley and the possibility that South Carolina might turn that direction. We've got a question about the transfer portal in the chat, and. I, I've, I've seen this question on our, come up on our board as well. Once you go into the portal, uh, the question from Stephen, can you retract entering the portal? Well, I would say yes and no. You, you can, but basically your coach has to be willing to take you back, I, I think is the best way to say it. When Muschamp was here, there was a pretty, I would say a pretty deliberate, pretty strong uh, policy there. Uh-huh. That was basically like if you go in the portal, you're out. Like you, you've basically quit on the team. Basically, well, if um, you know, if there were maybe extenuating circumstances, and maybe different coaches have different rules, I think you have to sort of take a hard stance off the bat because you don't want guys just, oh well, I didn't play in week three. I'm just going to get in the portal, and then coach will let me back if I don't find a better option. You don't want guys using their current school as a fallback plan. So you have to take that hard line stance. Now, it you know, if you're a new coach, if you're Shane Beamer, if you know, if somebody I know everybody's speculating, a uh, Ryan Helensky, you know, if Ryan Helensky called up Shane Beamer and was like, I want to come back, uh, there would be nothing preventing him as far as the transfer portal and as far as the rules go. There would be nothing preventing him from going. Now, you know, from coming back, I should say. But there would also be nothing that said the current school had to take him back either. If the coach was like, look, no, you entered the portal, you want to transfer, you know, you're out, then that, that would be fine too to sort of answer that. Let's see. Um, 
Chris, you want to tell everybody real quick before we forget about the game day chair? Yeah, so give uh, give those guys at Affordable Medical USA a call about the game day chair, 803-926-1493. Super comfortable, roomy recliner, great addition to your man cave, your living room, any room. Put it in your kitchen if you want. doesn't really matter. Uh, variety of positions, lay flat, TV watching, lounge, super comfortable at the push of a button. AffordableMedicalUSA.com. It is the Maxi Comfort Cloud with Twilight, a.k.a. the game day chair. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to trying to go through our chat here and, and get caught up. Somebody asked me any news on this, but I can't tell what they were talking about. Um, are there settings so Carolina can get notifications every time a DB, D-line, wide receiver, linebacker enters the portal? No, you basically – I think you just got to have somebody – there's probably somebody literally staring at the portal at all times. Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel bad for them, but they probably are. Yeah. Um, let's see. Randy wants a one-minute recap of the show so far. I don't know if we could fit the show in one minute, Randy, but luckily you can actually – you're on YouTube, man. Just shoot back, click back, and you should be able to see the show from the beginning. Uh, let's see. B-T-O-M-S-007. I don't know what that means. Throwing a five spot. Any truth to Bobo trying to get Des Kitchings to Auburn? Um, I don't. And I don't. I don't think Auburn is. Um, or I don't think Bobo is is directly trying to recruit Des to Auburn. Obviously, there has been some chatter about other schools being interested in Des Kitchings. Um, at, at this point, I tend to think, Chris, that my opinion would be that Des Kitchings wants to be at South Carolina. Um, you know, that uh, South Carolina – and it's my opinion that South Carolina needs to make sure it does what it needs to do, I, I think, to make sure he stays because, to me, Des Kitchings has been one of the guys um, trying to hold all this together uh, as far as the recruiting class goes, has gone, I would say, above and beyond uh, the typical running back coach duties and is one of your better coaches on staff. Uh, now, I, I don't know what you want to add to that, man, but I, I do think – that that's something to monitor, but I, I think as far as other schools being interested, but but I think it's something where um, he's from South Carolina and, and Carolina should be able to keep him here. Yeah, that that's where I land on that. And uh, you know, Auburn, you know, obviously they're they're in the process of putting together an offensive staff, a completely new one. And so um, when you look at Kitchings, he's he's well regarded, and I think he, you know, if there are open jobs or maybe even jobs that or anticipated to come open. Could he come up? Sure, because he's good at what he does. Uh, but he's been valued by the people here. I think, as you said, Wes, in, enjoys being here. Um, I think they'll be able to keep him. I don't know how – you know, Auburn, their their top target, actually, the running back position has been Del McGee from all, from uh, Georgia. Um, whether or not they'll land him, land him and what that means for Georgia, I'm not really sure. We'll, we'll have to see. All that's sort of been playing out throughout this week. but. Um, I mean, Wes, you, we don't get the sense that there's anything advanced, I guess you could say, in in regards to Des Kitchings and Auburn. Yeah, and I I feel pretty comfortable saying that it, that it's not. It's not. It's not one of those situations where it's like once it came out with Bobo, it was pretty. It sounds like it's pretty much a done deal once the initial reports leaked uh, right. last night. Uh, that, that's not the case here. I I personally would be pretty su- surprised. 
I'll say it like this. I would be pretty surprised if Des Kitchens is not South Carolina's running backs coach um, this coming season. So we'll see. Uh, Lou asked about Tracy Rocker. You want to hit on that a little bit? Chris? Yeah, you know, we're, we're looking around on that a little. There's some, um, you know, we, we reported this morning actually on the Insiders Forum that, you know, Rocker, our understanding, and I don't have specific schools or organizations, but I've told he's fielded some interest from some other places, and I was specifically told the NFL, you know, what was a place that, um, you know, some, some team, a team or some teams have expressed some interest in him, but uh, there's nothing that appears to be imminent right now in terms of Tracy Rocker, like being out the door, for instance. You know, like you said, Wes, I think that was a good parallel of sort of just Mike Bobo. When that got reported, it was sort of happening. You know, there was beginning to happen, very close to happening. We haven't heard anything like that with Rocker. Now, are there some programs interested? Yes. Could something happen? It could. But right now, there's nothing absolutely imminent that's happening right now. Uh, let's see. And uh, appreciate that, Lou. Hope you're doing well, man. Um, Walter throwing a little tip at us. Um, he says, what about Travell Wharton at offensive line? What about Darian Stewart at DB? Um, I'm sure most of you or some of you saw that Shane Beamer posted a picture with Darian Stewart today. Chris, I, I know you've, you've reported a little bit. We don't want to give away the whole, the whole report um, here on the show. So come check it out on, on Gamecock Central. But uh, since Walter did throw us a tip, we'll talk about it a little bit. Darren Stewart, um, Chris, is it safe to say Darren Stewart is in the mix for something at South Carolina? I know previously he had told us that he would he would be interested in a position on Beamer staff. We had him on the show, actually. I don't even remember when that was. It was when he announced his retirement. But I, I think you're seeing, obviously, a drive from the fans to to get – former players more involved as far as in the program and on the staff. I do think you have a guy in Shane Beamer, Chris, who does appreciate that. And I think probably the way things have played out is going to appreciate people that are loyal to the school and are potentially loyal to him um, even more. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, none of the, I haven't heard either of those for an on-field position, you know, um, as you mentioned, that, that they did chat today, Stewart and Beamer. Could something happen with some other type of role in the future? It could, from what we hear. So, um, again, a little bit more on that on the Insiders Forum as well. Um, haven't heard anything about either of those guys as, as a position coach at this time, though. Uh, Michael wants to know, why won't we pony up to get top flight coaches? I I don't think money is the issue, Michael. I, I really don't. Um, you know, we would tell you if it was, but um, – you know, I, I don't think the issue with Mike Bobo uh, was, like Chris said, was really completely financially driven. So, um, anyway, what what else do we want to hit, Chris? There's a lot to hit. I'm having trouble even keeping it up <laughs> with everything. There's a lot of questions coming out. Guys, seriously, if you're not a member, I'm seeing – we're trying to get to as many questions as possible while still talking and engaging with you guys. So many of these questions are on the Insiders Forum right now in our reports. But, um, no, I mean, I think I think people, obviously, the, the biggest thing right now is finishing out the staff hires. So o, O-Line and O-C, we talked about those things. D.C., you know, we're still looking into that. Um, strength coach, obviously, is one that they've got to nail down as well. And so um, that's where we're at. Um, somebody asked about projected staffs. I can't share. I, I don't have a projection. You know, I, I don't know who the, I don't know who they're going to hire right now. 
at those positions I just mentioned. We're still digging on it. I can't make a projection until we know what's going to happen. And right now, I don't think there are any other hires right now. So still waiting, and uh, we'll continue working it, man. Somebody asked about uh, Cincinnati defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. The If you Google Marcus Freeman's name, one of the first things you'll see is, could Orgeron agree to a deal with Freeman, the most in-demand defensive coordinator in college football? <laughs> so yeah. the, the issue, I mean, you got LSU going after the guy, and Cincinnati's defense has obviously been outstanding. I believe Notre Dame has been mentioned. Um, I, I don't know anything about their search, but I believe there's been a tie um, there with, with them being tied to, to Marcus Freeman. But here's the thing. I don't know if you sent me this, Chris, or if somebody else sent me this, but I think it originated from Football Scoop. There's, I think, 19 defensive coordinator openings right now in college football. Yep. Did you send me that? Yep. Yep. That was, a, that was Football Scoop, I think, that reported that. Yeah. So – I know things have felt like, you know, if you're a fan, they felt like they've moved slow with the D.C. hire. I get it. I get the impatience. I get the frustration. But you're also not working in a vacuum. And if you're going to go get a, you know, a great coordinator and go sign a dude, it's going to take some work um, because you're, you're, either, you're either outbidding or out-recruiting, essentially some other really good schools right now as well. So if you're if you're talking to Zach Arnett, he already has an SEC job and he has schools like Texas, potentially Notre Dame, other major schools talking to him as well. So you're none of this takes place in a vacuum. All this takes place um you know in the the greater confines of college football and if if you're a highly valued coach right now, you're going to have multiple people coming after you. So that's sort of what Shane Beamer is dealing with right now. Um, as far as Arnett goes, I mean, not really a whole lot new there. We do know, and I know, Chris, you reported that yesterday was more of like an interview from the beginning. It wasn't like they were going to to pick the guy up and, and bring him back on the plane or, or kidnap him. Maybe they should have kidnapped him while they were there. But um, – so I, I don't know where that one's going. I do know this. If South Carolina was able to pull that off, then that would be a huge hire because Arnett is, is one of those guys that falls in that category of big-time, up-and-coming, young, uh, you know, not necessarily experienced yet, but is already, already has a year in the SEC, um, would sort of – He'd be young, but you wouldn't be giving it to somebody who's never coordinated before, you know. So there is a track record there. And Chris actually learned his scheme from one of the best defensive gurus in college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So learned under Rocky Long, obviously. Three three five type of defense, you know, came up, played for him at New Mexico, learned under him at, at San Diego State, and is really well regarded. And he's in the mix. You know, he's at least on the short list. Haven't been able to figure out where, but or, you know, where as far as is he one, is he two, is he three, but he's on the list at Texas, he's on the list at Notre Dame, got some buzz there at Notre Dame. So, um, you know, we'll see. We, we don't know which direction qu- quite yet that it's going to take, but obviously someone that South Carolina is interested in, and, and, and there does appear to be some mutual interest in there as evidenced by Shane Bieber going out there yesterday and talking to Arnett. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're flying out there on the on the USC jet if you don't have some pretty strong interest in in trying to see what what you can make happen. So, all right, man, I I hate to cut it short, but I think we kind of do need to hop off here. Chris, do you have anything else you want to you want to get out there at this point? No closing thoughts for me today, man. Appreciate everybody. I know there's probably a lot of questions or not probably. We did not get a lot of questions, so apologize. We have a lot of people on here today. So I just thank everybody for being here and uh come check us out on the insiders forum, gamecockcentral.com. It's a place to be. About to drop some more notes here in just a few minutes. Oh, Chris has come with some notes, so come check that out. Yep. Um Use this. Use the code GCPod if you want to come read it for free. Thirty days free trial if you're not already a member. For Chris Clark, I'm Wes Mitchell. Appreciate y'all. Um, I feel pretty certain we're going to try to hop on and do something tomorrow, just because there's so much to talk about. So if we didn't get your questions, um, hang tight. The answers may have changed by tomorrow anyway. So uh, we'll see you then. For Chris, I'm Wes. Uh, talk to y'all soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.